You're listening to the Boogeyman's Closet Podcast. Explicit language and spoilers ahead. You've been warned. And we are back for yet another episode of the Boogeyman's Closet. As always, I am Mike Alvarez. Maurice Kellifer. Susie Hunt. And we are continuing our month of What a Twist with episode 194, High Tension from 2003. Uh, it's an hour and 31 minutes directed by, I'm sure I'm going to say this wrong, Alexandra Aja. There's a guy who did uh, The Hills Have Eyes, Mirrors, Piranha 3D, Horns, Crawl, and Oxygen. Um... Now, the cast, I didn't list their uh, IMDb, IMDb credits because I don't know any of the movies that any of them were in, except for uh, one of them was in The Fifth Element. <laughs> They're all French so. actors, so. <clears throat> yeah. But at least with Raw, there was like a handful of movies that I'm like, oh, I recognize that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this I was like, um, oh, that I recognize that title. Oh, wait, no, I, I don't. That's not the movie I was thinking of. You know, it's like that happened a lot looking through their credits. So uh, the main players, though, we have Marie played by Cécile de France, uh, Alex played by Majouen, uh, and Latour played by Philip Nehon. I'm sure I'm saying everything wrong here, uh, but they were all in French movies. Uh, so, you know, if you really, really want to go seek some of those out, go check out IMDb. <laughs> 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 but, so let's go around the table and see what everyone thinks. Um, Susie, what are your thoughts on High Tent? You know what? I'm glad you asked. Because one, we're doing a podcast, and two, I got shit to say, as I usually do. So I remember seeing this movie in the theater mm-hmm. and leaving, and the entire way home, I went with Jen Deo, I think Sean and Colin. We were like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Mm-hmm. I've seen it a handful of times since then. Um, I enjoy the movie. I really like that, like, in-your-face French horror, like, Martyrs. I love the movie Martyrs, even though it, like, it's really uncomfortable to watch. Right. Um, I think the movie is great. I, I get so angry, though, because it's just, Marie is an, is not a reliable narrator. No. And that's what really, like, really, really fucks it up for me like i just get so angry watching it like the car chase at the end Mm -hmm. like just i i have to keep reminding myself that she's not a reliable narrator and it pisses me off but overall i like the movie it moves at a good clip like it starts Mm -hmm. and then it just and you have to i had to remind myself oh this all happened like in the span of 24 hours yeah but I really, I really liked it. I liked how Alex was not able to speak or really react until the very end. Mm-hmm. So you don't, the twist, but then watching it critically, you kind of see the twist coming and. Oh yeah. What, once you know what the twist is and if you're paying close attention. Oh yeah. They, they telegraph it multiple times throughout. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the so. masturbation scene, <laughs> um, yep. which is, I don't know why, like. Things like that aren't uncomfortable, like, in movies, but it, this movie's just so gritty, and, like, everything is dirty. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, it has that kind of, to me, that Henry portrait of a serial killer style. Yeah. 
Well, and that's the thing. Everybody's hands look filthy. Like the few times we see close-ups of people's hands, like they all have like dirt under their nails and like, yeah, like, oh my God. Yeah. Like you're cooking food like that. And oh my God, don't get me started (laughs) on running around with no shoes on. (laughs) Oh no. I have a note that says we should have known Marie. There was something wrong with Marie. As soon as we saw she was wearing sneakers with no socks. But I overall, I enjoy the movie. I don't seek it out very often, but I think I watched this again a couple months ago, so I knew it was on Prime. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like it. I enjoy it for what it is. Okay, and that's that's all I got to say for the intro. Well, uh, Maurice, what are what are your thoughts on this? I don't think I've ever talked to you about this movie. <clears throat> no, we haven't talked much about it. I've only seen it the one time mm-hmm. uh, when it first came out, um, and I haven't watched it since. It's it's all right. It's nothing to write home about. I don't love it. I don't hate it. I'm indifferent, I guess. <laughs> what about the soundtrack? The soundtrack was good. Yeah, I was gonna I say I actually kind of like the soundtrack. I thought the mm-hmm. one band's. I thought the one band sounded like Radiohead, but I guess it's not them. Oh, it's not. No. Oh. They're not the soundtrack list anyway. You're hmm. talking about the ones who sang like the main song that they kept playing. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah no, I, I had the same thought. I was like, this really sounds like radio, <laughs> but yeah, it's some French band. Yeah. I mean, they did have, uh, I guess a system of a down song. I don't remember it being played, but hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah. Well. Uh, I, the twist was cool. I even watching critically, I, I guess I didn't pick up on the hints. I guess I was looking at something else or for something else for the twist. So, but I didn't pick up on it. Um, I get, you know, I, I have some questions about the ending though, mm-hmm. or at least towards the end. Uh, I guess it's a good way to use uh, DID. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, dissociative identity disorder, but you know, well, that's spoiling the end, but. Well, Hey, we're going to spoil all over this. Yeah. <laughs> but. But I, I I still have some questions about <laughs> things that happen later on. Mm-hmm. But overall, I it's a it's a pretty good movie. Like I said, it's not something I'm gonna want watch again. I probably won't ever watch it again. But if somebody you know was somebody asked me what I thought about it, they wanted my opinion. I would tell them to watch it. You know, at least watch it once. Yeah. So overall, not uh, not a fan, but don't hate it. No, I'm not saying not a fan. I'm just I mean. Uh, I don't like that term, not a fan, because that just makes me seem makes it sound like I hate it. Yeah, I, I don't hate. Like I said, I don't hate it. I'm, I'm indifferent. I can okay. go either way. It, it, if somebody wanted to watch it, I'd watch it with them. Okay. See, now I I actually uh, wa- this was the the one that I was questioning this month because I hadn't watched it in so long. Um, I was afraid that watching it critically, I would see all the cracks and think like, "Wow, this is hot garbage." But I'm glad to say I didn't have that uh, takeaway. In fact, I ended up liking it more on this watch, watching it critically than I liked it uh, originally. When I first saw it, I watched the the French version, the uh, hot tension. Um, and the great thing about this is there the, the dialogue that is there is so like minimal and unnecessary. You can follow the movie even if you don't understand anything that people are saying. Like it, they, it, it's mostly visual anyway. Um, so the first time I watched it, I was living in Rochester and I found a pirate copy of it online. 
Uh, it hadn't been released here in the U.S. yet. So I sat there in my little computer closet watching this movie, and uh, I found it incredibly creepy at the end with the cement saw. Uh, but, you know, overall, I was like, oh, okay. Like, it's one of these types of movies. Like, there was a lot of those, uh, you know, you were the killer all along type of movies in the late 90s and early 2000s. You know, Fight Club, Identity, this. <laughs> like, there's there's quite a few. Um, we were kind of obsessed with that concept at the time. But uh, I remember seeing it in the theater when Lionsgate picked it up and released the U.S. version. And I walked away, again, very happy with it. Now understanding what all the characters say. Again, most of it is just dialogue about how come you don't date? I like to date boys that have girlfriends. You know, it's like stupid conversation. It's all I like cheese. Mm -hmm. um, but I remember walking away just hated it like she was so mad she was like that is not how did works like it does not work like that and i'm like yeah yeah but it's it's a, it's a horror film like you know you gotta you gotta you gotta remember that it's not gonna be realistic um but no i i really like it a lot more now having watched it critically because there are little hints all throughout like the way maria acts or marie acts um if there's certain musical cues specifically there's like a buzzing sound effect that they use anytime her and the killer are nearby each other. So every time it's, it's almost like, like it's, it's a, a noise that you can't unhear. And it kind of gives me that idea of like, you know, when, when people say like when they're going mad, like they just feel that like their brain is buzzing. Like they're, they can't get a, they, they, they can't calm down like that type of a feeling. So there was interesting musical cues between the killer and Marie. Um, so I, I really enjoyed this viewing of it. Um, is it something that I'll come back to again and again? Probably not, but it is something that I definitely will watch again. Um, just not anytime soon because you know, it, once you watch it, it's kind of like, okay, move on to the next. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, overall I, I really do enjoy it. Uh, but for anyone who hasn't seen it, basically the, the plot is best friends, Marie and Alex decide to spend a quiet weekend at Alex's parents house. Uh, it's a secluded farmhouse out in the, the middle of the, um, French countryside, uh, but after, or blah, blah, but on the night of arrival, the girl's idyllic getaway turns into an endless night of horror. Dun dun dun. So it's a it's an interesting and very gory movie, which uh, again was something we were pushing the envelope with in the in the early two thousands. Everybody wanted to get as much splatter as they could. Um, but I think this was also a, a good example of why. Uh, Aja was hired for the Hills Have Eyes remake because they wanted to go really violent with that. And uh, he, he proved his chops with this movie. So he sure did. <laughs> he had Luke Besson's stamp of approval because one of the actresses was used to be married to him. And he's a fantastic uh, director. Oh, absolutely. Well, you know, I was going to say when you brought up the, the French horror earlier, we've only done uh, one other French horror movie on this podcast. We've only covered Raw. So. I had to sit that one out, but I did, I, I had to sit that one out, but prior to being on, I've seen it twice, being on the podcast, I did actually seek it out. Mm -hmm. And I really enjoy that movie. Um, that, that one's weird as fuck, but fun. yeah, lots of fun. Um, and Martyrs, I, Ooh. I can only watch that movie once in a great while because it is so visceral and yeah, oof, the end that's a really tough watch for me. Like that was one of those ones I've only seen it once and 
I, I don't want to say that I won't ever revisit it, but I'm hard pressed to revisit it. <laughs> like it just, it, it, it was uncomfortable. Like there's the, some people on people type of horror movies, like it, it, they can get uncomfortable for me. So yeah, that, that is one that if it's on the show, I'll watch it. But uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> so uh, that but might yeah. be my birthday pick next year. Well, then I guess I'll have to watch it. Then. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, we, we open uh, in a hospital in southern France where we see a patient sitting in a room repeating over and over. I won't let anyone come between us anymore. Uh, we see that she's pretty banged up. Like we see the staples in her back and all that, like pretty gnarly looking. Um, and then we we cut to a woman limping through a forest uh, as the opening credits play. We also see a car driving through the forest, a woman running out in the road and screaming for help. And then we smash cut to Marie waking up in the backseat of Alex's car. Uh, we find oh, out that I had a dream that I was being chased, but oh, it was me chasing myself. <laughs> now give me a cigarette. <laughs> no, we oui, wee. Oui. Now I will smoke and I will climb into the front of your car and we will sing in the French in the French words. <laughs> Well, and that, and that's the thing, though, like she does tell Alex that, you know, her nightmare was of her chasing herself. So basically she was both the villain and the victim. Hmm. Foreshadow. <laughs> Foreshadow. <laughs> but uh, we also uh, get get a little conversation where Marie brings up Alex ditching her for some guy the previous week. Alex laughs it off, saying that he was unbelievable in bed, but Marie looks wounded. So there's a lot of that. If you pay close attention to their conversations, that Marie is very like jealous of, of what when Alex is with anybody else. And um, she definitely seems very infatuated with her friend. Um, which, again, knowing the end, like all of those little hints now make more sense. Yep. But uh, so, they, you know, they continue driving along to their their uh, her parents house, happily singing along to the radio. Cut to the parents' farmhouse out in the middle of nowhere where we see how isolated it is. We meet Alex's mom and her little brother. And then we cut to a creepy fucking van parked oh, by the corn. <laughs> and a guy getting head, literally from just a severed head. And he's he finishes and then just tosses it out. So I have a question about this. Mm-hmm. So he's getting head from a severed head. Where does all the jizz go? Wouldn't uh, it just like pour out into his lap? I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't I, look like the type of bloke that would really mind all that. But I also don't think he has the uh, the the um, firing power, let's just say, to go all the way down out the stump. I'm sure it's kind of clogged somewhere in the back of the throat, mm. you know, just to give really visceral details. Um, well, here's my question. No, in the end, how is this possible? That is true. I think it was more of an imaginary thing. Okay. I think I think it was uh okay. <laughs> We're just gonna spoil all over it. So Marie <laughs> is the killer. Yes. <laughs> um, but I really do think that a lot of times when we see uh the 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 killer doing something sexually aggressive, it's when Marie is getting like a little riled up or thinking about something sexual. Now think about the conversation we just had. She was talking to her friend about how jealous she was that she was with a guy. You know, and she was like, well, you know, that's, you know, you're with him. And instead of basically being with her. 
So now we smash cut to the killer doing something very sexually aggressive. And do you um, notice that the head resembles Alex, the type mm-hmm. of woman that the killer seeks yeah. out? Yep. And we uh, see that later when he has all the clippings in the van, well, too. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, like the killer has a type, it seems. Yeah. And that's why I think those aren't actual victims. I think that is just this mentality, this portrayal. Like it's they all they're all Alex, you know, that type of thing. Um, but yeah, th- this sequence where he's getting head like <laughs> the first time I watched it, it was extremely jarring because the first shot we see, it doesn't look like a severed head. It looks like he's just pushing a woman's head down into his lap. So you're like, oh, OK, some guy's getting head by the side of the road. And then he holds the head, the severed head out the window. And it's like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> that like, got dark real quick. It was disturbing, like really bad. But uh, so then we cut back to Alex and Marie driving to the farmhouse and a few things happen here. Uh, Marie can't stop staring at her friend, which is really fucking creepy, like to the point where Alex has to tell her, keep your eyes on the road. And Marie keeps like looking over at her with this like really creepy grin. Um, And and then uh, we also find out that Marie rejects every guy that tries to talk to her because Alex starts berating her for not dating anyone and she's like you know oh i'm not a slut like you like that's the other thing she always immediately starts calling her friend a slut anytime she's mm-hmm. with anybody else and remember how the killer acts the killer is just like oh you whore you slut blah, blah. like so there's this this like degrading mentality with it as well um but yeah so in case you haven't figured it out by this point marie is very obsessed with her friend <laughs> <laughs> so bit. just just a just a smidge just a little bit so they, they go down this this old country road out in the middle of nowhere, and uh, a- halfway down the road, Alex stops the car, being like, oh, I heard something, I heard something. And she gets out and goes running off into the cornfield. So this is kind of a fucked up moment, because Marie gets all scared and goes running after Alex, can't find her, and then suddenly she hears the car turn back on and start driving away. So she runs back to her friend's car, as her friend's laughing at her, like, ha keep up. It's like, I'd be pissed if someone did that. To She's me. like, oh, ha, ha, you are a slut leaving me at the side of the road. <laughs> See, I put here that this is a really fucked up prank, but they're French. So, you know, they have no morals. <laughs> um, <laughs> but eventually they arrive at the farmhouse. We meet the family uh, long, you know, like her, her dad, her mother and her younger brother. Um, Tom. What, what was his name? Tom? Tom. OK, I, I couldn't remember what his name was. But also there's there's a little point here where we meet the the dog who immediately starts growling at Marie. Mm-hmm. And Alex is like, oh, don't worry, he doesn't bite. And it's like, ah, yeah, but the animal knows it notices there's something wrong. Mm-hmm. So, you know, always trust the dog. Exactly. <laughs> I like they, they do talk a little bit about the area like uh Alex mentions how her family moved out there only a year ago, and, like, the local rednecks thought that they were hippies there to make goat cheese. Yep. <laughs> and, like, so they had some trouble at first, but now the rednecks realize they're there to stay, so they leave them alone. Um, so Alex shows Marie up to her room on the third floor, uh, you know, where Marie just kind of goes and pokes around. And after the family is in bed, we get this quiet little back and forth between Marie and Alex, where Alex admits to pursuing a guy that's already in a relationship. Um, because they and, must be a keeper. Yeah, she goes, someone who's taken must be worth it. She also says, I'm skeptical of single guys. 
And then Marie adds that she believes that uh, guys who are taken, it's much easier for them to be a womanizer. I'm like, I got a problem with this whole conversation. Because <laughs> it's like, okay, first of all, you're over there being like, you know, uh, I'm going to steal your man. And her friend is like, well, it's clearly the man's fault. It's like, no, 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 hold up. All of you are jerks. <laughs> like, if you're If you're trying to steal someone's man, you're a jerk. If you're trying to cheat on your spouse or girlfriend, you're a jerk. Like, it, it, this ain't a battle of the sexes. This is just assholes, plain and simple. <laughs> that just, ooh, that, that, that irritated the piss out of me. Oh, we are holes of ass. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, we also, uh, we, we get more of the fact that Marie isn't dating anybody and refuses to date. She's like, well, when are you going to take the plunge? And she's like, I'm not a slut like you. <laughs> it's like, Jesus. <laughs> that escalated quickly. But they make their plans to study in the morning, and Marie goes out for a smoke while Alex gets ready for bed. Outside... Interesting interesting thing hmm. is the first couple times I watched this movie, when they were calling each other, like, she was like, oh, you are, you're a slut. Hmm. I didn't take it as, like, digging. Because, like, think about, like, women, like, girls talk to other girls like that at that time as, like, oh, a playful term of endearment. Yeah. Especially in horror it? films. Yeah, yeah, and it wasn't really until it wasn't until I watched it this time for the podcast that I was like, "Huh, she doesn't mean like, oh, hey, slut." Mm-hmm. She's like, "Oh, you are a slut. Look at the right. cum dripping down your legs." <laughs> yeah, no, she she seems co- well because again, it wasn't like, "Hey, slut." It was like, "You slut." Like it was it was more like aggressive when when Maria yeah. sang it. So, and she kept saying, and every time she said it, it was like with this this biting aggression. Um, but yeah, outside now we, we see what a creep Marie is here because she's like peeking in, watching dad get ready for bed and him and the dog go off. And then she's like sitting outside in the backyard where she has a direct view of the bathroom and is watching Alex in the shower. So we get dem titties. The <laughs> only dem titties. Yep. But we, we, we get them for like a good 30 seconds. Like she's sitting there staring for a while. <laughs> Well, that it has to give her the spank material for when she goes upstairs with her Walkman. And I'm sorry, mm-hmm. that bed. Everyone in that fucking house heard her masturbating. Oh yeah, well <laughs> she didn't because she had bad reggae playing really loud. <laughs> um, but but no, that's that, that's the thing I put here. I was like, so she gets really riled up and decides to go into her bedroom, listen to some music, and beat the fuck out of the little man in the boat. Um. But here, but here's the thing, like when she first gets into that room, there's that cacophony of noise. She looks around and it's like you hear the wind whistling through the through the crack in the window. There's like the bed is creaking. You can hear like the radiator thumping and she's looking around. And it's like it's getting louder and louder and louder. And then she puts on her headphones. So it's like, again, there's that hint. Something is wrong with her. Like they really play it up with the sound cues. But yeah, mm. so she puts on some bad reggae and just starts flicking the bean. <laughs> clicks her, clicks her heels off because weren't they like platform sneakers too? Yeah, but that's where we see she has no socks. And I went, so, oh, you should have known she was crazy. So I don't know what's what's worse, running around barefoot in that forest or having to run around in platform <laughs> sneakers. Good God! With no socks, you know her heels are all blistered. Oh. And they stink. They probably stink to high heaven. Oh, oh, I guarantee. Because again, everyone looks sticky and sweaty in this movie. Yep. You know she was stinky. 
But outside, we see the truck from earlier driving toward the house as Marie is masturbating. Now, we he's also... He's coming. He's coming. <laughs> so is she, but a bumps. Uh, but we also see the family asleep in their beds while Marie continues doing. <laughs> I wrote in my notes while Marie continues beating her lady meat. I forgot I wrote that. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, because like she's doing that for quite a while for them to all be like sound asleep. Yeah, <laughs> shit. It, it takes her a while to warm up, apparently. But uh, well, with so... that music, <laughs> that was like. That was the, like, Muzak version of reggae. Yep. <laughs> oh, really no woman, no cry. <laughs> I said I was going to try to talk in a French, a bad French accent for this one. No woman, no cry like that. <laughs> oh, Lord. But so the the creepy dude in the in the truck pulls up to the house. Marie finishes and looks out the window and we hear the doorbell ringing incessantly while the family dog barks. And she doesn't wash her hands. Nope, not at all. She's just wiping the snail trail down the window. But, uh... <laughs> so Marie listens as dad opens the door and is attacked. The killer gets into the house, kills the dog, and finishes off dad by squishing his head with a dresser. That scene was gnarly as fuck. Yep. Mm-hmm. So to just describe it, like, Dad tries to get upstairs and the killer shoves his head, like kicks his head through the the bars of the the railing and then takes like a chest of drawers type thing and rams it into his head, just bending his face like to the side. It was was fucking gnarly. Just blood everywhere. Um, Great kill, though. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But so mom wakes up and goes to investigate, finds her dead husband and the killers in the house with a straight razor. Cut to Marie locking herself in a room while listening to mom scream as she slashed and the, the or slashed while the killer ugh, slashed by the killer while screaming for help. So we don't see what happens to mom just yet. We just assume she's getting killed. Then Marie he- hears the killer coming upstairs uh, after finishing with mom and she quickly hides her belongings, makes her bed look, uh, makes her bed up and co- it covers up basically any sign that anyone was in the guest room. She even dries the kit, the bathroom sink, which I would not think to do in that situation. Same, especially because you only have minutes to to figure out what the fuck to do. Yeah, and then what do you like, do with the towel? But we'll, right. we'll find we'll find out. He figured it out anyways. Right. Well, and there's there was an interesting point. Um, I forgot to mention earlier. Alex tells her that the radiator is electric, so if you want the heat, just plug it in. When the killer first walks into the guest room, the first thing he does is holds his hand over the radiator to see if That's anyone's right. been in there. Um, mm-hmm. Then he kind of looks around. He goes into the bathroom and he notices that there's, you know, no signs. But then he sticks his finger into the faucet and rubs it around and sees that there's water in it. So it's like, ah, someone recently had the water on. So he starts looking around like he looks in the shower, you know, pulls up part of the mattress looking. He can't find her. So. He, he walks out. We see that Marie is curled up in the upper part of the under the bed. So. Um, let me see what what happened. I'm trying to remember what happens now. <laughs> so he leaves and she like very slowly like stretches her body out. And then when she's sure that he's not there anymore, she gets. She tries, up. Yeah, and yeah. tries to plug in the phone again. That's right. That's that's what it was. The I couldn't she's remember like, what she did. Damn it! It is the TV plug. Yeah, 
I was like, because I know there was something that happened before he goes into Alex's room. That's exactly what it was. So she gets up and she sees the phone and tries to find where the wire is connected. And it's behind this big like armoire. So she finally slides it open. And yeah, like Susie said, it's it's the TV plug. And that's like, shit, <laughs> can't plug the phone in. Le shit, now I must run. Try to find <laughs> someone else alive. This is where she goes and hides in the mom's closet, right? She's trapped in uh, the closet. Trapped yeah. in the closet. But but first we see the killer wake up Alex with a straight razor to her throat, and he tells That's her, right. shh. And then we cut back to Marie listening, listening helplessly as her friend is attacked. So we don't know what's happening to Alex just yet. Um, so she she cautiously comes down the stairs and looks into her and looks into Alex's parents' bedroom trying to find a phone. Uh, she's looking around. She sees the phone cradle, but no phone. And then we hear the killer coming, so she hides in the closet again. Um, but it's not the killer. We see that it's actually mom. She's not dead yet. <laughs> she comes crawling in on her hands and knees, all slashed up from the razor. She finds the phone like on her desk, goes to to try to call someone, and we see the killer come in behind her and slash her throat like right in front of Alec, or right in front of Marie, staring at mm-hmm. her through the slats in the closet door. Which, and then he cuts her hand off. Like, I will teach right? you to use the phone. And the funny thing is, like, we don't see him cut her hand off. So all we, we see at, at first is we see the throat slit, which was, that was fucked up. Like, that was a gross throat yeah. slashing. Um, but then we see her kind of fall out of frame. We hear him grunting, and we see the white closet door just being spattered with blood. So we so, have no idea what's going on yet. I thought he was cutting her head off. So did I. That's what I yeah. thought. But then when when we see uh, the killer leaves and Marie comes out, she finds mom laying there with her throat like fucking wide open and her hand missing. <laughs> like Oof. It's laying by the phone. I was like, Jesus Christ, that's fucked up. Like, how crazy do you got to be to be able to cut through bone with a straight razor? Right. That's Oof. that's pretty gnarly. But uh, so bye bye, mom. She is uh, she dead. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, Marie tries to to get the phone to work. And, of course, it doesn't. And just then she hears Alex's little brother run down the hall. She peeks out to see the killer following the young boy. So Marie makes her way to Alex's bedroom where we see Alex bound and gagged with chains and locks. Uh, they hear Alex's brother running outside yelling for his mom. The killer grabs a gun from his truck and follows the kid into the cornfield. We hear two gunshots. So we know he did. Uh, Alex begins crying and recoils away from Marie as she asks where the other phone is. So I like this because Alex is constantly recoiling from Marie's touch at this point. Mm-hmm. So again, if we know the ending, it's like we start seeing those little details and it's like, oh, okay. This but is first starting time, to make sense. Yeah. First time watcher, you're like, she's just really scared. Exactly. She's terrified because who wouldn't yeah. be in this situation? But Marie tells Alex that the killer must not know that there's someone else in the house. And that she then she tells Alex that she'll be right back. She runs down to the kitchen, finds yet another phone. Only this one has the cord cut, so she's not calling anyone. Uh, meanwhile, the killer comes in, gathers up Alex, and, and leaves with her as Marie watches from the shadows. So uh, the killer puts Alex in the back of the truck and goes back inside and pokes around looking for, you know, did I miss anybody? <laughs> Is there any more family to kill? Yoo-hoo! <laughs> I am looking somewhere to find you. But he uh, he finds a picture of Alex and cuts her head off. And then so he keeps the little like picture of Alex's head. Meanwhile, Marie grabs a kitchen knife, runs out to the truck. 
Uh, she tries to free Alex, but before she could do anything, the killer comes back outside. Marie positions herself at the back door of the truck, ready to stab him when he comes around. But instead, he just slams the door and locks it shut and then climbs in and drives away before the girls can do anything. So we pan out to the the dead kid in the cornfield to just kind of nail that home that little Tom is dead. <laughs> so where where did Marie get the truck? Right. That's that's another question I had. I'm like, was the truck on the property? Like, was it, you know, because there was a lot of stuff that was being worked on in that area. I mean, and it, it looks like an it has a bunch of tools in it and shit. So it's like, was that dad's truck? Was there a lot of, you know, was that just the truck that was on the property and she takes it? I, I don't know. But it is weird. Is that, is that what they drove to her house in? No, no, because we no. see the, the car. I'm, I'm thinking it's it's Alex's dad's truck. Oh, because I like it. The, the whole number the, from the first time we see the truck until, you know, well, until it leaves with with Marie and Alex, it's always on the property. That's true. So I'm like, is it does it belong to the family? Like, was it just there and just filled with tools because, you know, they were fixing up this giant house? And like she talks about all the renovations and stuff that they had to do to the house. So it's like I think that that was maybe her dad's truck or like like a, a work truck that was around type of thing. But who knows? Because they don't really explain it. <laughs> and it looks like it came straight out of Jeepers Creepers. It really does. Like the whole time I was like, this is totally the creeper van. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, as as they drive, uh, Marie tries to pry open the lock while Alex cries. Marie keeps telling her to be quiet or she'll blow her chance to escape. And I'm like, it's funny how every time we see like Marie near the killer throughout the whole first half of this film, the killer is always unable to see her and always unable to hear her. Mm-hmm. And again, not knowing the ending, it would be like, well, how? like she's over there telling Alex to shut up, but she ain't quiet. Like she's like, no, you must be quiet. You'll blow our cover. You'll blow our only chance to escape. She's talking at full volume. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like if her little whimpers are going to give him away, clearly your yap is going to give him away. But yeah, it'll make sense later. Um, so they, they, you know, they they drive along and uh, we see Alex or we see the killer put Alex's head, the picture of her head on the on the rear view mirror with a collection of other women's heads. So. This kind of goes back to the uh, getting head from a head. He's got a type. <laughs> yep. And it's yeah, Mar- not connected to a body. And Marie even says to Alex, she says, oh, we must be quiet. Those other girls, they were alone. That is why they had not, that is why they could not leave. They could not live. But there are two of us. You know, you just, I didn't think of that at all. I wonder if Marie's been doing this right along. Because Alex keeps telling her, like, you know, why why don't you date anybody? When are you going to take the plunge? And every time she brings up anything sexual, Marie gets pissed and, like, very aggressive and defensive. Yeah. I wonder if she's been killing random college girls this whole time. So maybe that collection of pictures is real. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I, I, you know what? It's funny. I never thought of that. All the times I watched this, that never clicked. But you saying that made it click. Well, shit, that adds a whole new layer. But, um. Oh, it's gotta go. <laughs> hey, I recently had that. Um, but Marie gets the lock open and, uh, right as they pull into a gas station. 
She hands Alex the knife and tells her, this is in case I don't come back. Alex just looks terrified. <laughs> <laughs> like, where are you going now? Like, and he's happened? pumping gas, just mm-hmm. doing his thing. And like, you see that the truck is like for, so yeah, maybe it was like a renovation thing. Cause it was like a company truck and it had the logo on the side. Right. And he and, was wearing the overalls and had the smiley face keychain. Mm-hmm. Which is why I'm like, I wonder if it was like, you know, a worker's truck that was on the property or maybe maybe dad owns it or I don't know. But it definitely was a work truck. Yeah, because we don't know what dad actually does or did. True. Yeah, they never say that. Um, but yeah, so while he's pumping the gas, Marie sneaks out and runs into the gas station. She tries to tell the attendant to call the police, but she sees the killer coming. So she runs and hides, much to the confusion of the clerk. The killer comes in. <laughs> knows his like, name. He's like, he's hello, like, Jimmy. <laughs> how, how do you do with the women, Jimmy? Do you take them here to have your way with them? And then he says something about the rich old women must want something of what you... I forgot how he worded it, but he said the rich old women driving through. Yeah. Must like, want oh, what you can give them or... Yeah, because he's implying that, that uh, the clerk fucks women at the gas station at night. Like, because he says this, this would be a great place to take women. Like, is it really, really though? Because that's, <laughs> that's, that's even the gas station's dirty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, granted, it had one of the cleanest gas station bathrooms I've ever seen. Right. Uh, <laughs> but that was the only part of the place that looked even a little bit clean. Well, that's all the cleaner cleans is the bathroom. Right. <laughs> the we don't how we weird. don't know how clean the cafe was because it was already closed. This is true. But so the killer is chatting with Jimmy. And uh, meanwhile, Marie is like watching from around the corner and uh, the killer knows something is up. Like he's he's kind of fucking with Jimmy and uh, the clerk notices blood on the killer's hand. So he's clearly a little nervous. Um, The killer asks the clerk how much he owes him. He tells him and then he goes, oh, I want some booze. Oh, He tries on sunglasses too. Go, How do these look on me? Oh, that's right. Will they will they protect <laughs> mm-hmm. me? Protect you from what? From the sun. They are sunglasses. <laughs> Again, there was so much I like cheese dialogue. It really was. <laughs> but uh, so the killer and the and the clerk go over to the liquor cabinet, and the, the clerk gets a bottle of was it J J B J B out J and B yeah. And then he he asks him if he want if he has any Campbells instead. And I'm like, soup? I still yeah. always think he means, like, soup. hmm <laughs> But then the, the clerk is like, oh, sure. And he reaches back in the cabinet, turns around, and catches an axe to the chest. So, oh, I'm sorry. Right before that, though, he glances over at Marie sitting around the corner, and he looks at her really nervously. But he winks uh, at her, like, I got this. Well, he's going to go. We'll be okay. Right. And then, nope. Axe to the chest. Bye-bye, Jimmy. And he the even kid- steps on Jimmy's back. Oh, yeah, he forces the, the axe deeper in. Yeah. That, and you hear it, like, squelching. It's like, yep. <laughs> Au revoir, Jimmy. So the killer proceeds to close up the, the gas station. Like, he's putting the... He turns the sign to close. He turns off all the lights while Marie runs and hides in the bathroom. Uh, the killer then proceeds to, to search the building while mumbling, what were you looking at, Jimmy? <laughs> so he noticed the clerk noticing Marie. Uh, the killer searches the bathrooms, but doesn't find Marie because of plot reasons. Um, so he gets back in his truck and goes to leave. Marie then runs back to the gas, st- uh, runs back up to the the gas station proper, 
and uses the phone to call the cops. Now, I like this part because she's trying to tell the cops, you know, where she is, but she doesn't have an address. She doesn't know, like, what gas station it is. She's just like, come find me. And they're like, we can't help you. And I like how aggressive the the, the dispatch gets because she's like, just come find me. He's like, I need to know where you are. <laughs> like, he's just yelling at her. And I was like, yeah, I've definitely had people like that who are like, how do I get to the hospital? Well, where are you? I don't know. <laughs> well, how how can I give you directions? <laughs> come find me. You must come find me. And then she gets pissed off and she's like, maybe if I blow the place up, then you'll see me. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> she slams the phone down in frustration. And then she sees the gun under the counter that the clerk had. So she grabs the gun, grabs the clerk's car keys, and takes off in Jimmy's car. So while driving, the killer toys with Alex. This is creepy. He's swigging some booze and pours some through the grate onto her. And then he lights a cigarette and threatens to drop the lit match on her. I'm like, oh, that's... He's like, mm. he's like, do not worry, I will not burn your pretty skin, and throws it out of the window. <laughs> the whole time just going, oh. Yes. <laughs> So Marie follows the killer until he turns down an old dirt road leading into a forest. She passes by, turns her lights off, and then turns around to follow him down the winding dirt road. She really doesn't give him much of a head start. Like, you could see potentially a car that far behind you, even without headlights on. Oh, absolutely. She was only like, you know, like six car lengths max. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it wasn't that far at all. Uh, which, again, well, maybe that's why she gets found out. Oh, uh, jinkies! <laughs> but eventually she loses him. Like, she's going around the, the little winding dirt road, and she loses track of the truck. And then she grabs the gun sitting on the car seat, and then suddenly we see the car, the truck behind her, like, shining its lights. And she's like, oh, shit. And it comes and up and like- rams her. Ramming her, so then she tries to grab the gun, and he, like, shows her a bullet Which in how the mirror. But how, she, when did he take the bullets? Well, when he was in the, he was closing up the gas station, I'm sure that's when he did it. But, oh. but the point is, how did she see the bullet? He held one bullet up out of the window on a bumpy road at night. Are you really going to see that in your rearview mirror? <laughs> like that she's one like, oh, bullet she's holding up? Oh, sheet. Oh, sheet. Well, and then he opens his hand and he drops the, the, you know, like six, six shells. So basically he took all the ammo out of the gun and she flicks the gun open and realizes, oh, shit, there's no ammo there. So he keeps ramming her until he rams her clean off the road. The car fucking flips. And of course it catches fire because it's a movie Uh car. (laughs) And it's France. Yeah. They don't know how to make cars over there. Exactly. (laughs) But. So she slowly gets out of the car, sees that it's on fire, and stumbles off. She ends up finding an old greenhouse out in the middle of the forest. Uses, like, a dirty rag to, like, stop up uh, the, the cut in her arm. Like, she ties off, makes a tourniquet out of it. Um, and then she's hiding in the, in the greenhouse. So we see the killer coming slowly down with a flashlight looking for her. She hides in the, in the back of the greenhouse where she sees a fence post with barbed wire. So she pulls the post out of the out of the ground and wraps the barbed wire around it, basically making a barbed wire club. Um, so she's this looking. This is Lucille. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's old. That's exactly what I was thinking of the whole time. But I, I do like this sequence because, like, she's looking. She just sees the flashlight. 
She doesn't know where he is, like, other than seeing the flashlight. Like, that's her only indication of where he's standing. And that so noise she, of the flashlights swinging. Well, we, we don't we don't see that yet. This, though, we do hear the buzzing sound. The buzzing oh, sound that's starts right. again. And she's walking through the greenhouse, and she kind of, like, peeks out. And, yeah, we see the flashlight is hanging from the ceiling by a belt and just swinging back and forth. And then suddenly, a plastic bag goes over her head and starts choking her. Now, this is just a question I have in general when I see this type of a scene in a horror movie. Why the hell does no one in this situation ever poke a hole through their mouth? With what, her tongue? No, with your finger. Like, think about it. You're put, put your finger through a plastic bag. You can push your finger through a plastic bag. Yeah, I that think it was a plastic bag. That was a that was like a tar- Yeah, that was, yeah, like a, it was tarp. a tarp. I guarantee you could still do it. If you're clawing at it. Because I've, I've, I torn, I've, so. I've torn some, some, <laughs> some heavy plastic before. But I'm just saying, every time you see this, people claw at the sides of their face. They never actually, like, try to, like, open their mouth and push their fingers into their mouth to, like, break the plastic. You could chew on it even, try to rip it open. My point is, why are you clawing at the sides? That never makes sense to me. Like, I'm just, I'm going to claw at my face rather than try to rip at the, the hole. Like, give yourself a breathing spot. Well, you know what? I think we need you to do an episode of Mythbusters to test this out. <laughs> it just bugs me because no one ever tries. I'm like, you're not going to breathe if you rip a hole by your cheek. So like, <laughs> it like, also it's like she got super bloody on the side of her face really quick. Like I didn't think she was bleeding that badly on her face. I think she she had like a cut on her scalp, but then when you press the bag, it just kind of smeared the blood. Because mm. it was yeah, it didn't look like even after it came off, it didn't look like she was still bleeding. It just looked like she had a lot of smeared blood on her face. But um, so yeah, she she drops. You know, she's gasping for air. And then once she's down, the killer starts to toy with her. Uh, he, he asks her, uh, what do you want with Alex? And he goes, she turns you on, eh? Well, she turns me on, too. <laughs> and then he's, he starts fucking finger blasting her mouth. I'm like, Jesus Christ, that's disgusting. Those, with those nasty fingers. Oh, <laughs> They were all bloody and caked and God knows what. God knows what. That's exactly what it was. And this is also after he takes the switchblade and is like, around her belly button ring and up her ugh. yeah he was yeah he's he's scraping the straight razor along her skin and then like pulls it he's like it almost looks like he's gonna cut her ear off like he's playing with her earlobe yeah and then he puts it right under her jawline on her throat well while he's doing that she fucking picks up I, at first i thought it was i really thought it was like a squash a vegetable but i guess <laughs> it was a rock <laughs> It really did look like some kind of autumnal right. vegetable. It's like, what is that, an acorn squash? <laughs> what is that? But yeah, she picks something up and bashes him in the side of the head. And I do like this sequence because his hat comes off and we see, like, it starts off as a trickle, like a little bit of blood, and then just, like, it kind of squirts and starts coming down. It's like, ooh, she fucking cracked his skull. <laughs> like, she got him good. Yeah, you know that wasn't an acorn squash that did that. No, that's why I was like, well, that must have been a rock. <laughs> but he staggers back and then she grabs her club and beats him in the face, dropping him. So, I'm not dead yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. She checks to see if he's alive, which, of course, he isn't, you know, or I'm sorry, which, of course, he is. And then he starts trying to choke her. And then that's when she wraps his face in plastic and chokes him out until he stops moving. 
Um, once he's not moving at all, she checks, you know, sees that he's, he's limp, he's limp as a noodle. Then she just kind of screams in agony. Now we cut to the cops arriving at the gas station where Marie was. Okay. This is where I have a question. Okay. Go for it. What, whose body is this? It's Jimmy's. Jimmy the clerk. (laughs) No, not the one on video. The one when she's beating the shit out of the old man. Oh, I don't think she's beating anybody. I, I think it's. It's like in Fight Club. Anytime we saw, um, you know, uh, Brad Pitt and um, why can't I think of his, his name? Oh, my God. Edward, um, Edward I wanted Norton. to say thank you. I wanted to say Furlong. As <laughs> I <well>. almost did. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like every time we see Edward Norton and Brad Pitt, like, you know, getting aggressive with each other, fighting each other like he was literally fighting himself. See, so I took it as that Marie is actually telling her quote version of the story to like the hospital staff. Cause at the very beginning she says, is this on? And they have a video camera. Ah, that could, that could very well be as well. But like the way she, the way she, I, perceived... I definitely, okay. I definitely think that she's obviously, you know, taking a tumble, probably fighting with that inner demon. Yes. That's kind of how I took it. Yeah, but I I took the whole thing like that's why I say she's an unreliable narrator because right. I I take that the whole movie is her her retelling this story of how she saved Alex from this yeah. man. That's that's a really good point. I hadn't considered that angle. I was just looking at it from the Fight Club angle of like, oh, she, you know, she truly sees this other part of herself, this inner demon as this monster that she has to fight with. So that's kind of how I, I saw it the whole time. But yeah, no, that's that's a good point that it is a situation of an unreliable narrator and her telling telling the uh, hospital. Mm-hmm. Huh, I like that. So either way, I don't she wasn't beating anybody, <laughs> whether she's just telling a tale or, you know, she's fighting with herself. There's <laughs> uh, there's no old man. That's the old man in her brain. <laughs> like the old man in the sea. Exactly. <laughs> so the cops find dead Jimmy and they, they go to call it in. Now, one of the cops rewinds the security camera footage and we see the clerk opening the liquor cabinet and Marie running up with an axe and murdering him and then standing there like she's in a trance before staring right at the camera. That was fucking creepy. Yeah. Like she kills him and then she just kind of throws her head back and stands there. And doesn't move. It's very like paranormal activity where the chick is just standing by the bed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she like turns straight at the camera and looks. So, well, you know what? Cat interruption. I'll pause for one second. Okay. Sorry about that. Rufus was trying to break something. <laughs> he was trying to climb up on my shelves. Like, ooh, I want to sit up here where there's all this breakable stuff. <laughs> Damn pussy. Indeed. You know, it wouldn't, have been, it wouldn't be a boogeyman's closet without at least one cat interruption. That is true. But uh, anywho, so yeah, we see we see that Marie is the killer. She killed she killed poor Jimmy, who was just trying to get her some booze. Um, then we cut back to the uh, the killer's truck opening up in the early hours of the morning. It's Marie, and she's all smiles and excited to see Alex, who looks absolutely terrified of her. <laughs> it's Marie- over. We made it. I killed him. She's like, it's it's me, Marie, your friend. And... It's a me. It's Marie. <laughs> <laughs> it's a me. 
But, uh, you know, she unlocks the chains that are, are binding Alex. And we see, like, how bruised and bloody her wrists and, and legs are. Um, you know, and she's she, like, like, pets her. Yeah. She's going, it's all over. It's okay. It's okay. And then, uh, you know, Alex flips out and threatens Marie with the knife, telling her to get the fuck away from her. And Marie keeps insisting, it's okay. I killed him. He can't hurt you anymore. And Alex is crying, going, I don't know what you're saying. So... She's like, you killed my whole family and poor Julie. And she was like, there was nothing I could do to save them. So she goes to reach for Alex. Uh, Alex slashes Marie in the face and then stabs her in the stomach with the knife before running off into the woods. When Marie falls down, I do love this transition. Marie falls to her knees. And then we see the killer stand up and pull the blade out of his belly. Yep. And I was like, oh, that was cool. I, I liked that. But now this is the part that freaked me the fuck out. <laughs> the killer goes in the truck and grabs a fucking cement saw. I mean, chainsaws are scary enough, but the cement saw is even scarier. <laughs> the French have to one-up the Texan people. Apparently. Because, uh, you know, she pulls the cement saw out and turns it on. And she starts chasing after Alex, screaming, you can't escape me, bitch. I was like, Jesus. Yep. Um, we then see things from Alex's point of view where it's Marie chasing her, screaming, I'm going to take care of you, Alex. And it's like, uh. <laughs> so Alex runs out into the road, almost gets hit by a car. Car swerves to miss her and stops. Alex gets in the car, tells the guy to drive. And I love it because it's so stereotypically French. Like, it's this... Weasley look a dude with a big nose smoking this giant cigarette that has way too much ash. And there's no windows cracked at all. No. And he's like, what are you doing? What's going on? Huh? Like He's just, I couldn't stop laughing because I'm like, I feel like this is one of Hibbard's characters. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> but she gets in the car and tells him to drive away. And of course, because it's a horror movie, the car won't restart. So he's mm -hmm. desperately trying to get the car to start. We hear Marie approaching with the saw and she jumps up on the fucking hood of the car and slashes the fuck out of the driver. Yeah. Like, oh, right through was, the windshield. It was so brutal, though. Like she she cuts through the windshield and then you just see fucking blood spraying everywhere, like caking Alex. Like it's just covering her from head to toe. I was like, damn, that's a bloody sequence. Um, she then comes, well, it's, we're seeing the killer. So he comes around the side and, and like starts sawing open the side window where, uh, Alex is and like poking the saw right in her face while she's screaming. And then he pulls the saw out and starts mocking her screams and laughing at her. It's like, Jesus Christ, this is messed up. <laughs> so we see he comes around the other side and, uh, Alex sees a crowbar in the car and uses it to break open more of the windshield and try to climb out before the killer can get to her. Ooh, but then she gets the old bit of glass in the Achilles tendon. Oh, it's so fucked up. Because, yeah, he looks up and sees her crawling and there's like a trail of blood. And we see this huge shard of glass, like, just, yeah, right through her Achilles tendon. It's like, Jesus Christ, that's brutal. <laughs> but she pulls the shard of glass out. The killer smiles and approaches her. The killer walks up to her, uh, you know, to Alex, who's crying and terrified. And the killer just says, you drive, a, you drive a woman crazy, you little slut. And then you don't love me, do you? 
And then Alex pleads saying, yes, I do. I love you. And the killer sets down the saw and suddenly it's Marie again, who leans in smiling and kisses Alex. And I will never let anyone come between us again. Mm -hmm. And then while kissing her, Alex grabs the crowbar and rams it through Marie. Marie gulps and then whispers once again, I won't let anyone come between us. And then like you see, like she's choking it back like she can't breathe. And she's like, ever again. And then starts repeating it and then fades to black. Then we fade in on Marie in the psych hospital, handcuffed and repeating, I won't let anyone come between us ever again. We see Alex watching from the other side of a two-way mirror. She, she turns can't see me, right? Yeah. <laughs> that part was creepy as shit. <laughs> she's like and she just stares there. She not yeah, but she she like stares and reaches out to her. Yeah, as soon as yeah. she goes, like she can't see me, right? Marie turns and has this huge fucking unblinking grin on her face, and then Leah throws her hands out at the mirror. Then we cut to black credits. The end. What the fuck? <laughs> like uh-huh. it's it's a very simple movie. Like it, there's not a lot to it, but what is there is a lot of fun. Like, I really enjoy this movie. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah. it's creepy. It's definitely a creepy movie watching it and, you know, putting yourself in that situation. Oh, God, yeah. Like, there's something about uh, any kind of horror movie that does this where <clears throat> where there's the chase. You know, where everywhere you try to go for safety, the killer is there. That is always a scary concept, and especially when it's not a supernatural killer, when it's it's something like, you know, just a slasher of some kind where they're mm-hmm. just following you and they're relentless. That's the main reason that Texas Chainsaw scared me so bad was the, the chase sequence because it's so unrelenting. Like, it, unlike other horror movies, like it never cut away. It just keeps showing Leatherface chasing her over and over and over. And that scared me so fucking bad. But I, I've seen that in a lot of slasher movies where it's a human killer. You know, it's mm-hmm. not it's not a Freddy. It's not a Jason. You know, it, it, that is always scary to me where there's like everywhere you go where you think there's safety. Nope, you ain't safe yet. It's like, oh, I don't like that. But uh, now I, I would recommend this. I absolutely would recommend this to people. If you like uh, a good gory slasher movie, you know, it's it's worth the watch. It's a little weird, you know, and I can understand there's a lot of people that don't like it. Like my wife is one of them. She hates it. Um, I know a few people have commented on the on the Pokemon's Closet Facebook page about not liking this movie. Um, but, you know, overall, I would still recommend it. What, yep. what do you guys think? At least watch yeah, it I once. feel the same. Yeah. Okay. Um, get into the trivia here. There's uh, this one I found funny. The camera used during the car attack scene got so much fake blood on it during shooting that when it was being used to film another scene later, fake blood oozed out and they had to stop and clean it up. Because <laughs> they that couldn't focus on the shot. I was like, that's good. <laughs> um, the uh, Yeah, the shot where fake blood spatters on the camera lens uh, during during the murder of the drug, so during the same scene, um, was actually an accident. Like, they didn't mean for the blood to spray back on the camera, but the director liked it so much that he kept it in, in, the, th- in the film but it was forced to be cut from the theatrical release. So it's like, oh, we can keep all this other blood in, but that one where it hits the camera, no, 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 that's got to go. Yep. <laughs> Which, I hate the MPAA. Like, really? That's that's the hill you're going to die on? Okay. That's weird. <laughs> um, Now, while the film is set in, in the south of France, it was shot entirely in Romania due to budgetary reasons. 
Um, but again, apparently it, the, the countryside looks similar. So they're like, yeah, fuck it. Um, then uh, the chick who played Marie did the stunt driving herself through the through the woods. So I thought that was kind of cool. Good on her. Indeed. Um, this one I found very funny. Uh, this was influenced by the Dean Koontz novel Intensity. Um, apparently, <laughs> Koontz uh, didn't pursue, um, you know, like copyright infringement because he found <laughs> this movie so disgusting. And he and, and according to him, intellectually bankrupt, bankrupt that he didn't want anything to associate it with him. <laughs> I was like, wow, okay, he really didn't like it. Yeah, right? Nope. <laughs> um, and then, again, this is one of those movies that was, like, uh, not allowed in some in some countries because like it was Like Germany, too wasn't it banned? Yep, it was banned uh, for, for damn near 20 years. So, but yeah, it's it's interesting when that when that happens. Like, um, I, I want to say American Psycho was another one on those lists, or on, on that list in Germany. Um. Which is funny because, like, you know, you watch some European horror movies and some of them are so fucking graphic. And then there's other ones where they're like, nope, can't can't show that. Yeah, like, it's, it's strange to me. But anywho, there's not not a whole lot of trivia there, but definitely worth your watch. It's on Amazon Prime right now. It's it's very short. Uh, it's only an hour and 31 minutes. Like it gets in, tells you the story it needs to tell and gets out and it never stops moving. Like there, there's as much as there's I like cheese dialogue and there's a, a, all that like silly conversation um it's still carries it yeah and it and it's so it's so brief like the conversations are so brief that it's not like friday the 13th part two where they indulge on the silly dad joke scene for like five minutes (laughs) They, they don't do that here they're just they have a little quick conversation and move on to the next thing so and it starts killing people in like the first 20 minutes of the movie so it's a it's a good but with that, I think we're going to start wrapping this up, unless you guys have anything else you want to comment on. Oh, no, I do not. I have nothing else to say. <laughs> but all right, if you guys aren't following us on social media, check us out uh, on Facebook and Instagram at The Boogeyman's Closet. Maurice handles X. And what is that oh. concern? At Boogeyman's The. Thank you very much. Uh, we do have a Patreon. It's $3 a month for all of our unedited episodes. Higher tiers will get you stuff in the mail and birthday picks, stuff like that. Uh, we are part of the Rad Pantheon Network, so check out radpantheon.com and Rad Pantheon on all the socials for other podcasts and awesome artists doing cool stuff. So check that out. And for anyone who wants to watch our next episode, uh, it's going to be episode 195, Us, by Jordan Peele. So we're finally getting that on here. This is our third Jordan Peele joint, right? Second. Because we, we only did Get Out. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we haven't we haven't covered Nope yet. We got we to gotta get back to Aliens. <laughs> I still haven't seen it, so maybe I'll just wait until it's it, it gets to the podcast. I know a lot of people weren't fans. Um, I, I have a couple of complaints, but it's mostly visual. The, okay. story, the story I love. I think I thought the story was really good. I love the characters. Um, but th- there's there's certain CG elements that I, like Maurice explained the design afterward to me. Like it was something I didn't understand. Mm-hmm. So once I understood it, I get why they went with the look. But I didn't I didn't like the way it looked like I just visually I thought it was unappealing. Okay. Um, but overall, fucking good movie. Like it's I think I think us might be my favorite of his movies 
but I like all three of the, the horror movies he's done so far. Um, but anywho, we are going to wrap this one up here. So you guys, like I said, if you want to watch it before we cover it, us is going to be our next movie. And uh, with that, this is Mike saying goodbye. Bye. Au revoir, Pee-wee. Au revoir. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, follow us on Instagram at the Boogeyman's Closet, where you can stay up to date with everything we have planned. Thank you.